dreamers, put your hands in the sky. All my dreamers, put your hands in the sky. One time. All my dreamers, put your hands in the sky. All my dreamers, put your hands in the sky. One time. For the poor shit that you came from. Worked hard to get away from. But the devil's there and you just can't seem to shake up. For the long night that you stayed up. Thinking about that paper. Crushing liquor, split it, light it, blaze up. From the mind of a stoner. From the mind of a stoner. Simple thoughts from a loner. Simple thoughts from a loner. Just the mind of a stoner. From the mind of a stoner. Simple thoughts from a loner. Simple thoughts from another episode of the Pot Takes Podcast. As always, I am your host, the Notorious D.R.E. It's a solo pod today. You will be hearing my voice and my voice only because it's a special occasion. How about them Dallas Cowboys? We are, as the kids like to say, in the building. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day here in Cowboys Nation. Uh, things could not be better. I uh, wanted to stop by on the podcast today. It's sort of like an emergency episode because um, we did a pod a few weeks back. Basically, uh, me, and my, me and my boy Andre discussing the Cowboys quarterback situation. Uh, so that was during the bye week. So that was about three to four weeks ago that we recorded that podcast. So uh, as you can imagine, things have changed exponentially uh, with the quarterback situation since then. So just wanted to update with my feelings, uh, my take, if you will. Um, where I'm at now and, uh, before I was, if you remember, avid, uh, belief in, I was avid in my belief that Tony Romo needed to take over as a starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys when he was healthy enough to do so. Um, now, I still thoroughly believe that Tony Romo is the best quarterback on the Dallas Cowboys roster. I think he's a better a uh, better passer. I think he's more accurate. I think he has a better knowledge of the Cowboys offense. Um, I think he has a, a better knowledge of NFL defenses. Um, the ability to put the team uh, in the right in the, r- the right or wrong play, depending on what the defense dictates. I think he's all um, he's more sufficient in all of those areas. But I'm starting to believe in the whole you know when a good thing's going, you don't mess with it. Now I have never been um, a believer in momentum. I'm not really a big fan of chemistry. I do believe that, you know, those are intangible things that people throw out uh, when there's nothing else to kind of describe what, you know, when there's no other, you know, way to describe what's going on. So no one expected the Cowboys to, of course, be 8-1. So what they're going to tell you is you don't want to mess with the chemistry. You don't want to mess with the momentum. Uh, people will argue that, that that does exist and that that's a real, you know, a real de- determining factor in the success of an NFL team. I personally just don't believe that. I believe probably goes hand in hand with my religious beliefs, but we won't get to that on this pod. I do believe that the tangible things, things you can, you, you know, stats, things you can see, things you can touch, those types of things are something that I buy into. I don't really buy into, you know, the whole, the things that we, especially as a, as a media, and I, I guess I have to throw myself in the media on this one, we don't have, we're not in the locker room. We don't, we don't interact with these players on an everyday basis to see what the chemistry is. I mean, we can admire from afar. We can, you know, kind of get an idea outside the locker room how they carry themselves. We, of course, know Dak and, and Zeke are very good friends. But I don't think – I think you, you, you're moving on a very bumpy course when you try to decipher and figure out what it is that's going on in these athletes' minds. But with that being said, I do believe that going forward, it should be Dak as the starting quarterback until, you know, until his play suggests otherwise. Um, now, I do think we're at this rare point 
And if you watch ESPN anything in the past three or four weeks, five weeks, all they can talk about is, you know, Dak or Tony, Dak or Tony, Dak or Tony. I, and I understand we are basically obsessed with the, the hot take culture. You know, someone has to be right, someone has to be wrong. You have to have your opinion, and it has to be different than someone else's. You know, that that's what, quote-unquote, makes good TV, good radio, good entertainment, however you want to put it. But I think the Cowboys are in a rarefied, uncharted situation to where there is no wrong choice. I think Dak has shown the ability in the, in the nine games that he's played, um, that his understanding, his poise, everything about him as a quarterback is years from what you expect a rookie quarterback, not to mention a rookie quarterback in the draft in the fourth round to be. Uh, now I think I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, he's been he's benefited from the offensive line, the running game, um, you know, great play around him because every quarterback needs great play around him to be successful. We're seeing Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we saw to an extent Tom Brady last night. Um, we've just seen all around the league, if, you know, if you don't have a good offensive line, if you don't have good receivers, if you don't have good skill position players at the running back position, most of the time you're going to struggle. So, I mean, I'm not going to hold that against him because we saw last year with pretty much the same weapons besides Zeke and, and Dez, quarterbacks not able to get the job done. So I do believe Dak is, has proven himself to be a good, if not great, NFL quarterback in, in the nine games that he has played. I think his command of the offense is, is something I never would have expected to see out of a rookie quarterback. I do believe that his chemistry, um, if you want to put, I don't, like I said earlier, I didn't believe in the chemistry with as far as bringing in Romo and messing up the chemistry the team has. But I do believe the chemistry that he has with with Zeke is something that's very instrumental in the success that this team has had this year. Um, I think the time that they spend on and off the field together only strengthens their bond. And I think that's something that um, them being the only really two rookies on the offensive side of the ball that are contributing, I think that's something that allows them to kind of buy into together uh, and I think it's it's sort of like a not a back against the world type of mentality uh, but a situation where they are they they look at it less you know Zeke I'm not Zeke isn't the only rookie Dak is the only rookie they have each other to kind of lean on to uh, you know share experiences uh, share the pressure that they're I'm sure going through as the backfield of the you know, America's team um, but this team is thriving thriving right now with a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back, which is something we wouldn't have said at the beginning of the year. How ironic is it uh, that at America's team is thriving the most at a time when some would argue America is at its worst? Um, I'm not going to get into the political views, but I just think that, you know, that's something ironic to think about. Um, now, I do believe when I was getting to earlier when I spoke on how the hot take culture that we're in, and I think the hot take culture because that's kind of how we got the podcast name. But uh, with that being said, I do believe we're in a, in a rarefied situation where there is no right or wrong way for the Cowboys and, and thus Jerry Jones to handle this quarterback situation. We have, we have proof that Dak and we have proof that Tony are, fully cap are both fully capable of taking this offense under command and leading them to the promised land. Whatever that may be, the playoffs, the Super Bowl. I've, I've been arguing that I, I, believe, I believe that Dak you know, gave this, this team a great chance to win the division and thus get into the playoffs. But I've always felt that Tony gives this team a better chance to win the Super Bowl. I still feel that way. I think you still see instances um, throughout the game where, you know, Dak is a little hesitant to pull the trigger or he misses a read or he misses a receiver running wide over down the field. Those happen. I mean, it just comes with being a rookie and not having seen everything that Tony, a 10-year veteran, has seen. However, the NFL is weak this year. The NFL is weak. Weak sauce. I don't I don't I can't recall a year where there haven't been 
but one, maybe two, or even above average teams. I think every team has a flaw. So if you want to start with the Seahawks, their offensive line. They, they were able to work past it. Against New England last night, I think it was because more so New England's defense, which I believe is their flaw, more so than the Seahawks, you know, doings on offense. But Seahawks, of course, are going to give you an elite defense. They have a good, they have a great quarterback, I'd argue. But their offensive line is going to make it hard for them to run the ball in, in tough situations once you get into the playoffs. The Cowboys, of course, their lack of a pass rush is their Achilles heel at this point. Uh, they kind of do, a, they kind of help their defense out by the amount of time they keep them off the field. But that's going to come to play in the playoffs at some point. So you're going to have to find a way to get pressure. New England, as I spoke with before, their defense, they don't have a pass rush. They're, they they struggle to stop the run. Their inability to, to do that in, in crunch time situations, last night they were able to just let New England, uh, Seattle, I'm sorry, run up and down the field. I think that's their, they're going to be their Achilles heel. Atlanta showed you yesterday uh, their defense, you can move the ball on them at will whenever you want to, especially when they're away from the Georgia Dome. Up and down the NFL standings, every single team has a pretty big weakness. So this is the first year I can remember where they're, they're – I don't think there's one great NFL team. I think the Cowboys are the, currently, as constructed, the best team in the NFL. But I don't think they would – you would consider them a juggernaut great team. I don't think they've really beaten any great juggernaut teams because obviously they don't exist. But I think that's going to wait and see. I, I want to see in the playoffs how they – you know, I think it's going to come down to them in Seattle because I think those are the two teams with the least weaknesses in the NFC. Um, but I think with that being stated, I don't th – I think with a rookie quarterback – you can make a run in the playoffs this year. I, I look at the, all of these teams and I see we are fully capable, especially with home field advantage, of beating any of those teams. So with that being said, if you want to if you want to stick with the hat the hot hand and let that continue to play until he falters, until he shows you know a rookie mistake, which we hope it doesn't happen, but you know history will tell you it's gonna happen. But I mean with this guy, history you kind of have to throw it all out of the window. So I, I'm with it. I'm with the decision to maintain Dak as the quarterback. Um, but I, but like I said, I do think there's no wrong decision. I think the way they're playing it, um, with not really making a decision, I think they're just, as, as to quote Jerry, they're going to play the hot hand. I think that's the perfect way to do it. You don't really want to upset Romo, who's been your quarterback, you know, 10 plus years, carried you through the toughest times in franchise history. Um, you don't want to just throw him to the wayside. I think that would be very disrespectful to treat him that way. Um, you get him as healthy as can be. He'll probably be the backup quarterback this week against Baltimore. He's there to offer a helping hand to Dak whenever he needs it. I don't think he's the type to intrude. I think he knows his place, and he's just gonna wait. It, he's gonna wait it out. I think you put you put you you allow yourself to optimize all of your personnel with that decision. So you don't make it. You don't say, "Oh, well, Dak's the, the starter for the rest of the year," and then you kind of you, you may you run the risk of losing Tony. And I think as the quarterback position has shown in the last year, it's very fragile. You can lose Dak to a sprained ankle. Anything can happen, so you want to main. You want to make sure that your number one or your number two guy, their head, their head is in the game. That they're mentally are as optimum in, in an optimum place, so that if you do need Tony in the playoffs towards the end of the year, he's able to step in and um, as a seamless transition. So I, I think the way they're doing it is is very key to that. Uh, I think you you also you put Dak in a situation where a lot of people have argued he's looking over his shoulder. I don't think he's looking over his shoulder because I think Dak is one of those. One of those players where confidence is never going to be a question for him. I think he has the utmost belief in himself. Um, I think the players he plays around helps him with that. They believe in him, and that's you know that passes on to himself. But I think this kid is just—he's one of the few dudes that man he does not get rattled. Down five, 42 seconds left on the road, Heinz Field, sellout crowd. It doesn't phase him going to Lambeau Field, playing against the best quarterback in the NFL. That does not phase him. So I think what he's dealt with in his life, his mom passing away. 
um, the conference he played in in college. I think all of that comes into account. And I think this guy just has fucking balls, dragon balls. So, I mean, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. This kid has dragon balls. So I don't think you're going to you're gonna see at any point him falter from a mental state as far as the moment being too big for him. And I also think with Tony being on the sideline, it gives him the added incentive to keep performing. With a guy looking over your shoulder, it's going to break some people. I think with Dak, it's only going to make him better. I think it's going to push him to continue to perform at practice. I don't think there's any worry of him having a big head, but I, if that was to happen, I mean, he's on the, every talk show in America right now, him and Zeke both. So if there was any you know worry of him having a big head or anything like that, kind of believing he's arrived, he's got Tony over his shoulder to keep that in check. So I think this situation that we're in, the, the way the team is playing, the way the team has a, rallied around the rookies, I think we're in the optimum, optimum, optimum position as a football team, as a franchise. We have two Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks. If one, go, if one gets injured or vice versa, the other can step in. Um, I think you maintain the quote-unquote chemistry that you guys love to talk about so much with the team, you know, with the young energy that Dak and Zeke have brought. Um, I, I think all that comes into play, and I, and, I, and I do believe that's why Jerry is making the decision that he's making at this time. Um, we can argue, and I think the media, because what the media does, they, re they realize anytime they mention the Cowboys, it's good for clicks on an, on an article on the internet, it's good for eyeballs on, on a TV. So they're going to keep mentioning the Cowboys, they're going to find a way to discredit Jerry, what he's done, say he's screwing up the situation by not naming a starter. That's just for banter, that's just for news, that's just for clicks, that's just so people continue to talk about the Cowboys. In my, in my humble opinion, there's nothing to talk about here. We're rolling through the NFL Eight one, eight games in a row. Um, Zeke, in my opinion, is the NFL MVP at this point. Nine games in, um, so this thing is just gonna continue to roll. I think it'll. I think there's nothing that Dak is doing right now besides from the read option plays, and they kind of went gone away from that. You didn't even really see that yesterday that Tony isn't able to do. Uh, so I think you, you know if you have to for some reason knock on wood, switch back to Tony, whether it's from Dak's injury or him playing slowly. I think he comes right in. He does what he needs to do. And this thing just keeps on running. I think we're in a rare, rare, rare situation where some, like, you had Carolina last year. Um, you had Seattle the year they had Russell Wilson in 2012 in his rookie year. Some teams, man, you just catch fire and you can ride that thing all the way to the Super Bowl. So I think the Cowboys are the pinnacle or the... Um, the envy of the entire NFL. We have the best offensive line in the league. Um, we have, I would argue, the best running back in the league. A top five, uh, top five receiver core. Um, if you want to compare it to the rest of the league, um, our defense a little, little bit beat up right now without Barry Church, without Morris Claiborne. But I think our, our defense is playing their ass off. Uh, shout out to Rob Marinelli and everything he's doing schematically to get these boys going. Scott Linehan. Offensive coordinator of the year, um, the way he's able to put Dak in situations that make him feel comfortable and um, kind of put him at ease for as much as a rookie quarterback can be at ease. I think he deserves a, an applause, a round of applause for what he's doing. Uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta commend Jerry. You got to commend this front office uh, for the players that they put on this team. There are only I've read there are only two starters um, that weren't drafted by the team right now, Brandon Carr and Terrell McClain. So these are homegrown players. They, they went out, they picked them, they drafted them, undrafted free agents. They've developed them. This coaching staff has been together two or three years now. 
This thing is humming like we never thought. And so I just want to take the time, Cowboys Nation. Be fucking happy. It, it may not ever get better than this. Uh, we may crumble, crash in the playoffs. I don't want to be Debbie Downey. Who knows? The NFL is a very, very cruel, cruel sport. Only one can be champion. So, I mean, it's it, it may come crashing down in November, December, January. Who knows? But for right now, enjoy this shit. Especially millennials. Young Cowboys fans from the age of like 18 to 30. We haven't really been of age during... A cow during the time when the city, when the Cowboys are a, considered a great juggernaut team. Yeah, we made the playoffs in 2007, 2009, 2000, even 2014. But I don't think those teams ever put fear in the rest of the NFL like these teams are doing. So with that being said, we've got, a, we've got the best team in the NFL right now record-wise. Everything's going, going our way. Eight-game win streak. The city is live. The city is jumping. Everywhere I go, I got I see cowboy flags hanging out of cars, people pulling out the old school. Y'all gotta retire the old school image jersey, by the way. I I, I don't want to see that anymore. The uh, the starter jerseys from the nineties. It's time to it's time to upgrade. Get your Dak jersey. Get your Zeke jersey. Hell, get your fucking Romo jersey. Just get, you gotta upgrade, folks. We we gotta we gotta we gotta move to into the twenty first century. But with that being said, man, let your flags fly. Wear your jerseys. Talk your shit, cause we have been. A joke. We've been considered a joke to every other NFL fan base for the last 20 years. We haven't won a playoff game. Oh, I'm sorry. We haven't had been to a Super Bowl since 1995-96. So, last 20 years, we've been the ridicule of the football world. So, talk your shit to your, your boss, your neighbor, uh, your cubicle mate at your job. Talk your shit. We deserve this, Cowboys fans. Be happy. Be merry. Don't let any ESPN, Fox Sports, any of these TV shows get you down. Shout out to Cowboys Nation. Uh, this was a quick, brief podcast. Um, wasn't going to be very long. We just had to come on as, as, as a nation, Cowboys Nation, and celebrate that win uh, because I think we all, as a, as a fan base, are riding pretty fucking high right now. Um, so I just want to come on, briefly discuss the Cowboys and the quarterback situation, update y'all on how I was feeling. Uh, we will get a Walking Dead review later on this evening, most likely. Uh, shout out to Taiwan with that. Um, also we'll be releasing a podcast with the homies that I recorded over the weekend sometime during this week as well. Um, if you know any artists, any local artists, uh, whether that's a comedian, director, writers, anybody like that, um, that, that's currently doing something that's doing creative work in the city. I want to interview them. I want to talk to them. So definitely send them my way. Um, once again, this has been another episode, all brief episode of the Podtex podcast. We are All my dreamers put your hands in the sky All my dreamers put your hands in the sky All my dreamers put your hands in the sky All my dreamers put your hands in the sky One time For the bullshit that you came from Worked hard to get away from But the devil's there and you just can't seem to shake up For the long night that you stayed up Thinking about that paper Crushing liquor, split it, light it, blaze up From the mind of a stoner From the mind of a stoner Simple thoughts from a loner Simple thoughts from a loner Just the mind of a stoner From the mind of a stoner Simple thoughts from a loner Simple thoughts from a loner Oh, 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 oh. Rolling up this weed Simple thoughts from a loner oh, Thinking about life And you know what? I'm good Yeah, yeah